What's up, everybody? This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to My Love. Welcome to the show. Uh, yesterday, I tried so hard to podcast, but between work and caregiving, it just really wasn't an option. Uh, you know, the caregiving is pretty labor-intensive, and if you don't ever have to do it, I mean, you really cannot understand. You know, especially with someone who has memory issues or dementia or uh, any kind of diminished capacity, it is, you know, people are like, oh, it's like having a kid. It's not at all. Kids are fun. This is not fun. You know, and the one thing that I keep saying is when you have a child and you teach a child something, uh, they're going to learn it for the rest of their lives and you feel like you're contributing something to who they're going to grow up to become. This is the opposite of that. You're watching people lose information every day by the minute. I mean, sometimes this this is where I struggle. Sometimes we're having the same conversation five, six, seven times, you know, and it's like, that's not what I'm good at. I'm not good at that. I don't particularly, uh, you know, love repeating myself. And, you know, there is a part of you that's always going to be like, you really don't remember us just talking about this. You know, it's rough. It is rough. And um, it's always hard. I don't, you know, just being around an old person is tough. But when they get sick, it's like, whoa, especially with dementia, because it's like all of the kind of peppery parts of my mom's personality were were highlighted uh, by by dementia, you know, the, the meanness, the smart alecky mouth, you know, the, the propensity to be unpleasant, you know, it's, it's a lot. This is more than anybody, um, could imagine having to do, I would think, your regular person. And one day I'm going to write about it and I think people will chuckle, but when you're in it, it is not funny at all. It is stressful and sad um, I don't know if, if I've podcasted, I think on, was it Saturday, Friday? I think it was Friday afternoon. You know, she had been out and had come home, and I think she confused where she had been with where she was. And, I mean, she was threatening to call the police on me. It was just a thing, and I'm like, you're one of, you want to call the police? I want to call police on you. You're the unpleasant one. And then my sister had to call her and calm her down. I was like, this is just the weird. And then, like, like it just evaporated, like, oh, okay. And then it disappeared. It's just the confusion, all of it. It is a lot. And, you know, like I said, we've learned through COVID that America's medical system is not ready for a crisis at this level. It's just not. So, I don't know what everybody else is going to do, but you all need to make a plan. And maybe it won't come to your family, and that'll be a blessing for you, honestly. But, you know, the the three or four million people who are living with it now, that diagnosis is expected to go up 50%. That's a lot of people. And I don't know what these memory places they're all popping up that's great but they're all private pay so how are they going to stay in business who has an extra six i know there are a lot of wealthy people in america absolutely but say you say you are an upper upper middle class person and you make 250 a year your wife makes 
because we don't make the same. Your wife makes 150 a year. You guys have been living really well. You do good. But do you have, do they even does even that couple have an extra fifty sixty thousand dollars a year for long term health care for their parent? And I get it, you know. Hopefully, most families will do uh, long term insurance. But you know, what about the millions of people who feel like they're living paycheck to paycheck? And you may be doing okay, but your parent hasn't thought shit about their retirement beyond living in their house, paying off their house. So that's what I'm talking about. You got a you got a whole bunch of people out here who just expect to live in their house forever and they're never going to get sick and that's the only thing they've planned for. And then you wake up and you talk to them one day and they don't make any sense. They're speaking in jibber jabber or they're talking about the same thing over and over again or whatever. I mean, it's a big deal. And uh if if I'm not an alarmist, but if I sound alarmed, it's because I am. This blindsided me out of nowhere. And I've been taking care of my mom for a long time, like just looking after her with the little things, like just taking care of her. I noticed she some things were slacking because she was older and it was just easier for me to move in with her and take care of her. That d- didn't bother me. But this is complete taking over her life. Like, I have to pay her bills. I have to take her to her doctors. I have to go into the doctor's appointments and listen to what they're saying because she won't have any clue. I'd manage her money, everything. Like, that is no joke. And I just don't think enough people are ready. And you need to get ready. And hopefully you'll never need it, but have a plan. You know, I, I want to say, you know, I don't offer financial advice on here. Uh, at least I don't intend to. That's not what I am. Uh, but I do hope that people are, you know, don't pour all your money into the stock market. But if there was something of long-term value that you wanted to get into, you probably could get into it now. And the stock market is not a quick play. It's a long play. So all of this alarm and concern for it right now, um, yeah, that's it's really something you put money into expecting to see returns over years not oh you know I just put some money in something hot so just sit tight you know if you have money in the market I do uh just sit tight and see what happens um you know companies like Apple aren't going away uh these supply chain issues are real and they have been so this whole alarm and panic about it now seems strange to me America is so weird, uh, you know, and I have to watch the news because that's what my mom watches while I'm making her dinner. And it's like, what what are you all talking about? This shit has been going on. They've been talking about supply chain issues. I don't know. I, just, I think America is just really one of the weirdest places. We are just like an unruly teenager at this point in, in uh, the history of modern civilization. We're that wacky teenager. We're, we're the Spicoli of nations. Uh, look it up, Justin Coley. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's all I got today. It's just, just be encouraged about your loved one. Know what's going on. Be encouraged about your own life, you know, and, and I know it's frustrating and it's scary and you're not going to get a ton of support. You know, there's, I, you have to really scrounge around for, for information and Medicaid is different from state to state. And, um, 
you know, you got to do your research and it's challenging and you may have your own health challenges. Um, but you know, the one thing I think I inherited from my dad besides hazel eyes is just this indomitable, uh, faith that things can be better and things can be different. And he had way more faith than I did. Um, he was always, um, just championing his faith. I mean, he just believed what he believed and you couldn't move him from that. And, um, you know, I feel the same way. And I just know that every problem has a solution. You just got to be open and receive it. I am learning how to allow solutions to appear in my life and to, and to implement them. Because you can pray all day or meditate all day or focus on something all day with positive energy. And if you keep rejecting the answer, that's not uh, helpful. So uh, pray for discernment and just allow yourself to receive the answers because they're there. And, uh, you know, faith can move mountains. And so you just, you can't stay trying to control everything, though. I mean, if we've learned nothing in the last two years, we should have learned that we are just really not in control of very much. As much as we want to be in control, we're not control. We're not in control of anything. This shit could go left any second. And stuff like COVID and wildfires and crazy Putin. I mean, think about all the things right now that you could just be like, whoa, you can't really control any of that. I'm a person of faith. I don't know what other people do to survive, but I meditate and I pray and I allow myself to receive the comfort that I need to make it through this life. And I got my mom and she's jibber jabbering and uh, have, she doesn't recognize me at times. Like I, my hands are full. I don't really have time to worry about a lot of other stuff too much, but you know, I just pray for peace for all of you guys. I thank you so much for listening. You guys are really the best and know that the love and respect that I feel for you is real. It's genuine because you guys could do anything in the world, but you spend time listening to this podcast, which is essentially just me yammering on for 10 to 20 minutes a day. And when I tell you the podcast has almost 60,000 downloads, you know, I'm, I'm not Joe Rogan, but come on, I don't even promote this thing. So, you know, I appreciate the love and the support. And you all have turned it into this little thing that could. And um, I appreciate that. And I believe in you. And I believe that we are in each other's lives for a reason. And if you get motivated from anything I've done or said, uh, yeah, that's what's up. That's, That's the whole point. That's mad love. So hang in there. Be strong and be open. Be open to receive the solution and the blessing. Because you can pray all day. And if you reject the answer, what was the point?